Nation. Best damn nation. What's going on? And it's Wednesday. And you know what time it is. It's the best damn wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Brian Renegade. And with me, I have the best damn crew. I got your boy, LP, the genie, the Don in the building. Going on. I got the one and only Mr. Fuego himself, Chef Showtime. It was good. And of course, I got the grapple expert, the boots to asses master, <laughs> King Kong Guttering, the one and only Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. What's up, what's up, what's up? We are the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for joining us. As I say, each and every week, you could be anywhere in the world. But you ain't. You're right here watching your boys. Uh, we talk about wrestling. We talk about entertainment. And we talk about life. That's all it is. Stories and life. So welcome to the show. Uh, to everyone in Radio Land on Pandora, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. Thank you for listening to your boys with the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Fellas, there has been a lot going on. And I'm so excited for the show today because we're going to have to squeeze a lot in this hour that we have. <laughs> um, so we got to go to it. It's my favorite segment of the week. You guys know what time it is. It's Hot Topics. Uh, first of all, did you guys check out Extreme Rules? Yes. Mm -hmm. I want to go around the table and see what you guys thought about the entire event. And then I'm going to break down the matches before we go into SmackDown and Monday Night Raw. Now, I'm going to be kind of critical about Extreme Rules, but there was a lot of great things that happened during the show. Um, and so I'm gonna just go around the table real quick. LP, what did you think about Extreme Rules? Ah, it was like watching an episode of ECW. Just <laughs> <laughs> a long ass hour of ECW. Like it was, they was trying too hard to be extreme to me. Like I, I just really felt like a. I'm not a big fan of the pay per view at all, but I, I just felt like everybody was trying too hard. Mm -hmm. to, to ultimately not really do nothing like I, I, it was a, it was a if i got to give it a, a grade i'll probably give it a d Woo. i i give the whole entire pay-per-view a d it was it, it was Woo. only which was the end which we'll talk about later but i got i gotta give it a d what what did they what did, what did they really accomplish in this other than ending matt riddles and uh I think that was the only thing that really was accomplished after this whole pay-per-view. Oh, man. Um, a D. That's, that is very critical, sir. Uh, I, I can see why you said that in a lot of aspects. Chef, what did you think about this Extreme Rules pay-per-view? Uh, it wasted... Uh. Some of the matches wasted my time. 
some of them. <laughs> like, I, 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 agree. <laughs> I agree with LP. Yeah, it was, yeah. I'd rather be have my teeth pulled at the dentist, you know, because it's just slow. And I'm <laughs> like, you know, the only great thing that happened, two great things, you know, Ronda Rousey putting her to sleep. That was, I love that part. <laughs> no more soft. Putting her sleep with a smile. Did you see that? But, but she was like, oh, 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 oh. you see the eyelash you know, in the wind when she was on her sitting on her face? Yeah, it was funny. But then uh, Bray Wyatt, I love it. Yeah, so I give it a I, not a D, a C. Now I pump it up a to C. A C. A is C. that a is that a C plus or a C minus? We, 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 uh, what kind of C we talking? Uh, a C, just a C. Just in the middle, <laughs> C. All right, all right. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Everything, I know you watched everything that went on in the matches. Let me know what you think about Extreme Rules. Um, I got to kind of agree with the guys this time. It, it did seem like they were, uh, I don't know, it was like, like they were trying really hard to be extreme, but they were taking care of each other a little bit too much. Um, with, with Bailey and, uh, and Bianca, you know, it was a couple of spots where you could tell. They were trying to not hurt each other. Um, the finish was was weird. I don't I don't see why Bailey was holding on to the ladder. <laughs> I I didn't get that either. I, don't I was know. wondering about that. I didn't I didn't go too much into detail. You know, I was trying to be a fan about it, and I was like, okay, I know they're trying to hit this spot. Yeah, you know? and then with the other ladder open, and it was a lot of confusion in that whole finish. I was like. Okay, what is she trying to accomplish? Uh, going through a ladder. Which one? Why are you holding on to a ladder? That's... Yeah. I don't know. That confused me. Um, Rhonda and Liv was boring, as expected. Um, but other than that, you know, the show was really good. Um, yeah, I, I, I had to give it like a C as well. Yeah, uh, like I said, it was a lot of things that I really liked about the matches. Um, and I'm going to go over a few of them uh, that I thought were some of the best matches of the night. Um, the best match of the night for me was the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. Uh, they delivered on that match again. It was it was it was it was it was what I wanted it to be. I did want to be more a little bit more violent, but you know they were going at it. They put on a hell of a show. The fans got behind it. I think that was the first one they got the This Is Awesome chant. Um, I really loved everything about that match, except for the ending. Uh, you know, the ending could have been a little bit better, but I'm, I'm happy uh, that the Brutes pulled it off. I'm happy that the Brutes pulled it off. Um, another match that I did think was a good match was Bianca versus Bailey. Of course, you just talked about one of the spots with the the ladder. It could have been a little bit more uh, intense for the type of match that it was. That was the only match that had blood, LP, and we talked about it. Talked about it. The Red Blood. That was the only match that had blood that I saw, yeah. uh, and and so that was a really good match. The Seth uh, Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. The fight pit, I expected it to be more violent than it was. I really expected more from the match. 
I like how uh, Daniel Cormier, he, you know, he was he was really unbiased in the match. Seth put his hands on Cormier, he hemmed him up. Riddle put his hands on Kim Cormier, he hemmed him up and let him know, hey, you can do whatever you want to in here, but you can't touch me. And he let him know. I think Damn Cormier so looked like Carl Winslow. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like the daddy off of dinosaurs. <laughs> Man, when I saw him, I was like, is that who is whose uncle is that? He looked like Uncle Fester. I, I didn't yeah. I thought I didn't know he was that out of shape. And I'm pretty sure with him seeing himself like that in, in the stripes, I'm pretty sure he's gonna get in the gym and, and get it off. Cause I'm pretty sure WWE is gonna ask them to do some more stuff. He does commentary now. He does commentary with UFC. He's he getting that real, he getting that money with Joe Rogan. He ain't thinking about wrestling no more. I mean, fighting no more. No. Well, I heard him on a on a podcast recently, and he he spoke about possibly doing some things with WWE in the future. Um, so I would I would I would like to see that too on the stand. But man, he got to drop some of that weight, Jack. <laughs> yeah, he looked like he was four months pregnant. I'm just saying. Uh. But Daniel Cormier is an absolute legend. I'm roasting him right now, but he's an absolute legend. I thought the match was good. I think he did a good job in the match. And uh, also, the Edge versus Finn Balor I Quit match was interesting. I liked it. It was, it was predictable. It was. It was, but it was a good It was good storytelling. I thought that was the only this, match that had really good storytelling in it. What story? Well, the story when, you know, of the back and forth between Judgment Day and then Edge having this battle of the ego saying, I won't quit. I'm not going to quit. Ben was hitting him with some pretty good shots, man. And then when Beth, when Beth got involved, it really told, you know, he loved his wife. The man did not want to see his wife get smashed in the head with a chair. He still she was going. already laid unconscious by Rhea Ripley. He still saw it. <laughs> he saw it. He was like, no. Don't he it. Don't yeah, that, that was the most weakest. I'm I'm so afraid for my wife. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, bro, I, if it was me, oh, I'd, I'd have been uh, batshit crazy. I don't, I don't know. Like, now, And then this is not the, the first interaction between Bell Phoenix and Rhea Ripley. Is this going to lead to a match between the two of them? Because if so, okay. If not... Story. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of felt, like, felt like they was gonna pull a trigger, but they didn't. But my biggest thing was what I've been saying before: Edge knew he was fighting Finn Balor. Like, why did you not have no backup plan? Like, come on, man! And then Raymond Seal coming out—that was pointless because I knew how that was about to go. And even when <laughs> Beth came out, the fans did pop when when Beth and Rhea got in the ring together. But I, yeah. I once, once Beth showed up. I knew it was gonna hit because I've seen somebody and I quit match like that before, but I can't think of who it was. I don't know if it was Randy Mockerman and Savage. It was somebody that wouldn't quit and they end up making them quit because they did something to the female. I can't remember who it was, but I kind of seen that coming. And like I said, she still got she still got hit with it, so he should have keep by what kept on fighting. I'm gonna be honest with you. The only I quit match I really remember is the Rock versus Mankind. Uh, where they had the the noise, the I quit for mankind piped in through the speakers. 
Yeah, we that was the only I Quit match that I actually remember. Because it was The Rock was hitting him with the most vicious chair shots to the head. I don't know why anybody would agree to that. <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, but that was the only I Quit match that I actually remember. And I love the story that Edge told. Uh, even though you said it was a little weakness to everything. I, I like the story that Edge told in the ring. Uh, I think it sets up for some other things like Rhea versus Beth, which I think I want to see, and a lot of fans do want to see it also. So, you know, it has potential. The story has potential. You know, that's all I would say. The story has a lot of potential, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens more. I know that. I know you ain't want them to do your boy is dirty like that, LP. <laughs> I mean, you saw it coming. We all knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. But so LP, was gonna LP, happen. LP did get what he's been asking for. Dominic finally beat the crap out of Ray. He actually put his hands on him. So you've been asking for it, and he did it. He did. Yeah. Yeah. They did need it. to go. They need to go ahead and set that match up and start drawing it out. Ray is gonna wrestle him, and he ain't no need to stop saying, "Oh, I'm not gonna play my son." This, you know you're gonna do it because if you don't, Ray, Ray needs to go ahead and leave. If he ain't gonna, he can't even have a match without nobody without him showing up. So. Until they, they did that, he might as well go ahead and have a match. Well, Mr. Everything, it kind of reminded me of what you said when I asked, you know, if it if it was your last match, right? Who would you wanna who would you wanna go out with? And you said your son, right? Mm -hmm. So it just made me think if Ray did go out, if he if he left the business, then Dominic would be the perfect person to kind of make his segue for him to retire. And Absolutely. as good as Ray Mysterio is. I would understand if he retired, man. But right now, wrestling is hot as ever, and he still has a legacy to leave. But if he does go out, I believe Dominic should be the one to be able to do that. Uh, do you guys agree? Let's go around the table. What do you think about that, LP? Uh, I say yes, and I say no. I say yes because it is a perfect send out, but I say no because... Dominique is nowhere close to the status of Ray Mysterio. He's not even nowhere close to his level. So if Ray gonna have his last match, that's like if Ric Flair had his last match with David Flair. I mean, come on, who the hell would have wanted to see that? So you wanted to, <laughs> you, you bet off seeing Ric Flair versus Charlotte. So if it's his last match. that. They had yeah. that. <laughs> well, you know, Ric Flair still came back. But if, yeah. but if, if that's Ray's last match and Ray's legacy is huge, Dominique would have to step it up tremendously in that match. With when is the last time Dom even had a match? I said that last week. Here we go again. He still ain't had a match. So we don't know if Dom's getting better or if he's getting worse. Because he ain't had no kind of no kind of not one match since he's doing judgment. So I think if they do that, Dom, Dom gotta start having matches first to be on least close to race level for the work. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that, Chef? Uh, do you want to see more from, from... Do you think that Dom should retire Ray? Or do you think Ray still got more in the tank? Dom just needs to be sat on the shelf. He's just a waste of space. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you guys are brutal. <laughs> it's not just the though. Because when he comes to the ring, hit me, hit me. Come on, that's like, no, really? Bro, come on now. You know your daddy ain't going to hit you. Man. Same thing every day, every week. He gonna keep doing the same thing to, until they make Ray. 
beat him. Beat him down. Okay, beat him. Take the belt off. Or add to him. Yeah. Like, I, I think the, the match that I was least decided about, and I believe we all felt the same way, was Ronda versus Liv. Uh, even though Ronda did take the belt off of Liv, the match was so botchy. It was very difficult to watch. It was sometimes when they were just tussling, and I was like, "What are they doing? Are they folding laundry? <laughs> what? What is that?" You know, I could I couldn't get into it, and I'm like, I, I expected more from Ronda, and Liv has gotten good too. But they the match we we couldn't really expect more, you know, more of that match the way it was. I think Liv was trying to show she was a string without actually trying to hurt Ronda. And the kendo stick shots look super weak. You know, it looked like it looked. It was it was no give. I didn't see no whips. I, I expected to see more. If that was Charlotte in the same space, Charlotte Flair would have taken pieces out of Ronda Rousey. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you know. Becky Lynch would have took pieces out of Ronda Rousey. I think we're I think with Liv versus Ronda, it, it really exposes Ronda. Because if you put Ronda with somebody like Charlotte, Charlotte can make it look good. Or Becky can make it look good. Bella can make it look good. Liv ain't got that kind of carry power. You know, you got two weak people fighting. That just show you Ronda's not that good. Ronda's only good when she goes against uh, people of a higher caliber. Look at her match. Yeah. That's what they, they never should have had her versus Liv. Like, that's like the blind leading the blind. <laughs> But that match, you the match, the match was super, was super. Uh, it was disappointing. It was nah. disappointing to say the least. I didn't, I didn't want to watch it. Nah, Ronda. Uh, but I wanted to just see what happened. And Ronda pulled off the W. I'm happy about that. I think they let Liv go out really nice. The way she smiled at the end. Did you see her eyelash dangling off? <laughs> her, her eyelash was dangling when she got put to sleep. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to reach through the TV and just pluck it. We're like, give me that eyelash. <laughs> that thing was dangling, boy, but she sat there and smiled. She's like, uh, 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 wouldn't sleep. Who, who else did that? Someone else did a spot where they got choked out and started smiling. Was it Nikki Cross? I'm not sure. You, is it female or male? No, it was a female. I want to say it was Nikki Cross. She got choked out and she was smiling. And she was being choked out. Well, know. you know why anybody to get choked while they while they, <laughs> they like that. Uh, you know why? You know why she smiled? Because she about to be she about to be uh, the chick and why? She she's the female that's in Bray Wyatt squad. A lot of people think it's her, so that's why she's happy. Hold that thought, because we're gonna circle back to that. Uh, because at the end of the Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins match. The Fiend and all of his characters returned. Fellas, we talked about it in the last podcast of how we wanted to see it. It ended up happening. Uh, we were super excited about it. I knew that the White Rabbit and all of the cryptic messages, they were creepy. I'm going to be honest with you. The messages was like super creepy. I can, I can do without. <laughs> but just in general, I love The Fiend return. I love Bray Wyatt's return. I'm interested to see who the Wyatt Six are. And the Wyatt Six are his characters 
come to life. I believe it was the 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 buzzard, Abby the witch, uh, the pig. I don't remember all of their names. I, I just know the characters: the pig, the vulture, Sister Abigail, the rabbit, Sister Abigail. Is Abby, yeah. Sister Abigail? Then it's the vulture. What's the white rabbit? The rabbit. The rabbit. The scariest one. Oh, the rabbit. The rabbit. Yeah. I forgot the about the rabbit. That's the scariest one. Yeah, the pig. Yeah. Yeah. So all of the characters were there in the crowd popping up. They shined a little light on. It was complete darkness. They shine a little light on them. You'll see one character. Then it'll come off. Then they shine another light. You'll see another character. I thought that was brilliant the way they did that and put that whole thing together. I, I I love the the whole horror feel to it, and it really gives life to SmackDown. Bray Wyatt is going to SmackDown. I the whole landscape of the championship has changed. There's new introductions to new new characters, new wrestlers, and there's more people being brought in. They're going to have to extend SmackDown for another hour. I can see that coming soon. They're going to have to. They have too many people on the SmackDown roster for them to only have three three to four wrestling matches during the actual show. I don't know how many matches. It's, it's like three to six. Sometimes it varies. Sometimes you'll have like two or three matches and then you'll have a bunch of appearances and some backstage segments. Or you might have some actually decent wrestling matches. But there's not enough spots for all the people that are there on the SmackDown roster. I I truly enjoyed the uh, the tributes they did throughout the show. Bray Wyatt's tribute to the Undertaker. If you guys think about it, when he walked when that door opened, and Undertaker returned as you know the Undertaker from American Badass, that was one of the things that he did. So I did appreciate that that um, respect. Uh, Seth Rollins doing the RVD. And somebody else did a tribute to somebody yeah. else, but it was really cool. Yeah, that that was that was really cool. Um, I was an RVD fan. I know uh, a couple of podcasts ago we did uh, who had the best frost players. I believe it was me and LP uh, talking about that. Rob Van Dam was one of those people who had one of the best frog splashes in the industry. The five star frog splash. Along with Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero has an iconic uh, frog splash where a lot of people do it in every promotion. All, all everyone who uh, who is of uh, Hispanic cult, uh, Hispanic heritage, they all give homage to Eddie Guerrero. So those two people have uh, great frog splashes. But the tribute to RVD, I thought that was great. Uh, I really enjoyed that that whole that whole segment with Seth is one of the best and I'm we're going to go into what happened on Monday Night Raw but Seth I'm I'm glad he got his flowers I don't like how it happened but I'm glad he got his flowers so I think Extreme Rules uh, what's the next event the next event is Crown Jewel right yeah, yeah. Crown Jewel I believe that's on November the 5th are we gonna I believe they're gonna we... ask for more matches to that one of them being, um, I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna go ahead and go into some other hot topics real quick because I don't want to. I don't want to jump around. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to say something real quick before we go to the next one. Are we gonna uh, speculate who the wide seats are? All right, let's go ahead and do it. 
Let's go ahead and do it since, since we're sitting in it. We, we just talked about Bray Wyatt. Let's do it. Who do you think are the Wyatt Six? Let's go around the board. Let's go LP first. All right, now, I don't know who all the six are, but I, I've been seeing a lot of stuff. I think Liv Morgan is going to be Abigail. I don't think it's going to be, um, uh, what's the name? Alexa. Alexa I, don't think, I don't think it should be Liv. It should be somebody with some wrestling skills, but I don't know what they're going to do with it. Um, I think Bo Dallas is somebody. I think if I'm coming back, I'm bringing my brother back. Not to say that Bo Dallas was the best of her, I'm bringing my family back. Part of my contract, my brother coming back. Um, a lot of people have been saying Dexter Loomis is one of the people too. And he fits. He fits until, because he's that creepy kind of guy that's been around. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the other people, but those, those, are the, those are the three, at least the three people that I've seen. One of the, at least one of the three. Okay. Uh, Chef, who do you think are the Wyatt Six? Me? I already posted in the group a long time ago who I thought, you know, that's what I was still talking about. Like Dexter Loomis. He had uh, Braun Strowman as a, the pig. Then you had Karrion Cross as the rabbit. Then you have Scarlet as a uh, sister Abigail. Oh no, please no. Ugly <laughs> <laughs> enough. Please no. I think I think Eric I think Eric Rowan is gonna be the pig. I forgot him. I think they're gonna bring him back. Uh Redbeard. Eric Redbeard is his name. Yeah, now, I'm, I'm not pretty sure he's gonna go back to his old name if he does. Mr. Everything, you got some inside information. Who you think the Wyatt <laughs> Six are? I ain't got no inside information, but this is what I would think. Uh, if you do do Braun Strowman um, back into the Wyatt Six, you have to do Eric Rowan. You have to bring the entire family back. That's that would be on that. That would do to just do for um, uh, Luke Harper. Um, so if you do do Braun Strowman, let's bring out Ari Rowan. Gotta make the family strong. Gotta give a tribute to uh, uh, Luke Harper, uh, Karrion Cross, uh, Dexter Loomis. Uh, you guys think Liv Morgan? I, I really think Scarlett, only because of Karrion Cross. I think Scarlett. Oh, um, she going She does wrestle. Yeah. Scarlett does uh, well, as well. I really think Bodas is going to have a hand in there as well. Because um, I do agree with LP. If I'm coming back, I'm bringing back my family. And Bodas is due to come back to WWE. So. All right. Uh, I think I'm going I'm, to I'm be inclined to agree with you guys, man. I think that, um, that Dexter Loomis is part of it. I also believe that Grayson Waller is a part it's going to be i believe he was the i want to say the vulture they did a vignette he had bray wise lamp in the background so that made me think that he's going to be the vulture i'm not sure if if carrying cross and Braun Strowman are going to be a part of this group because they are singles competitors and they're trying to do a singles push 
So that that's that's my issue with with saying like certain stars like a Braun Strowman uh, or or a Karen Cross. Uh, yeah, because they want to be singles competitors. Now, people who are, want to be a part of the group, this is WWE is finally giving us groups and tag teams. They're finally, we, we talked about it on the podcast uh, about four podcasts back. We finally are getting factions back. We're finally getting tag teams back. And they're putting more emphasis on the women's wrestlers. I like all ever, of those directions. Did we ever speak about um, the, the Fantasmo group? Who? Elgato, Del Fantasmo. Oh, Delgado, Del Fantasma. Yeah, yeah. We go. Let's let's jump into jump into SmackDown real quick. I'm so excited about the arrival of Legato Del Fantasma. And if you guys watched the LP, I know you had a little joy in your heart. Because Legato Del Fantasma came in and destroyed Hit Row in the ring. I didn't want to see it, but I was kind of happy it happened. They are long overdue for main roster. They have a great tag team. Santos Escobar is one of the best wrestlers. I love watching him wrestle. I would love to see him and Ray go at it. I, you know, I'm really excited to see him and Ray go at it. Um, him and Finn Balor, eventually, even though they're on different brands, but they have the addition of Selena Vega, mm-hmm. which, you know, Electra, I loved Electra, but um, Selena Vega is a really great manager. She's a really great speaker. She can keep them together and make them dangerous as a group. So I'm excited to see Selena Vega back. I think that's a good fit uh, for her to be a manager for the group and a mouthpiece for the group. Uh, as far as female managers, she she was one of the best. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what Selena Vega does with Legato Del Fantasma and hopefully they get some title shots. Hopefully they get some title shots. Uh, we also had, like we just talked about, you know, the Wyatt sis and, and, and Bray Wyatt, but we also had on Monday Night Raw the return of the Good Brothers. Um, Carl Anderson and Gallows. <laughs> Can't remember his first name at the time, but Gallows. <laughs> Um, the Good Brothers joined AJ Styles in the ring to face off against Judgment Day and the OC what is it? The OCD? That's not right. That's not right. The OC. No D. The OC? I said OCD? Yeah, that that, that was wrong. The OC is back. <laughs> the OC is back, fellas. Let, let me know what you guys think about uh, Gallows and Anderson being back on WWE. 
Let me go with Mr. Everything. Uh, I think this changes the landscape of everything. Everything. I, I think um, we're going to have a lot more focus on tag teams and factions. Uh, singles competitors will be singles competitors. That's just plain and simple. There's no more makeshift teams and throwing two guys together. Now we have people who are familiar with each other who can really do some things really push the envelope in terms of factions and tag teams. And it's going to give uh, I think it's going to put a lot of heat and a lot of eyes on the bloodline. Mainly because we have not had anybody that can threaten the bloodline. We've had guys in tag teams that it's over here or they're over there and they're doing the one thing, they're doing this thing. And for whatever reason, they have not gotten those shots or those opportunities. Now we have all these strong teams. Now you have to do something. Now you have to make the bloodline defend as much as possible. Now they're going to feel threatened, and now they can't walk around like the NWO, like uh, LP said, and just <laughs> tell them, yeah, we're going to beat you up. Beat you. No, come over here. Come over here. It's like that TikTok. Yo, I'll kick everybody behind in here. Who? Huh? Except my man over there. That's what it's going to be like for the bloodline. The bloodline will have to prove with all the pop-ups of these new factions, with all the introduction of these new tag teams, they're going to have to really prove that they're the most dominant faction and the best tag teams in the world. I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes and what storylines are able to be told. I want to see who else comes in. Who else Triple H is going to bring in? LP, you got something on your mind? I can see. I can see the words about to jump out of your mouth. What do you want to say? No, you know. I mean, I've, I've said it quite a few times. I mean, the boy, they they're going to have to strip these belts. You can't have the Usos having both these belts with this many squads on both shows. Like, it doesn't make no sense to bring all these factions and tag teams when they don't have nothing to fight for. Uh, you can fight each other all the time, but like, the, and then the more. Right now, it seems like Raw and SmackDown are not doing a separate brand no more. It seems like they everybody's on both shows. But many people they bring in, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to branch back out into two events because they got too many people. You know, they got they got so many people now. Majority of the show is NXT. Like, let's be honest, majority of both shows is NXT. They got they treating the Miz so bad right now. I mean, some of that stuff been funny, but they treating the Miz so bad. Like, with the step, look how they doing the Miz. Look how they doing the Miz right. Is getting uh, the Miz is getting some storylines. You're he not getting, you're not happy to see the Miz doing, doing his thing. He choked right. out everything. The Miz is getting ready to go home. He's getting ready to head his, make his way on out. He's going look to at Hollywood. look at how they doing the Miz. Look at how they doing Ray. Look at how they doing Edge. Kevin Owens, I thought they was about to start pushing him, but I ain't seen him in a while. Uh. Who else is from old school? Seamus got Seamus get a little push with his boys, but everybody else is is NXT. Like this show is literally becoming NXT NXT three point six. Like it's it's like, the survival of the fittest. It's like foot, you know. It's like football, man. You you on the squad and you got some 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 new JV call ups that's trying to take your spot. You don't yeah, let no they, JV. You on varsity squad. You ain't gonna let nobody try to take your spot. And that's that's where the competition comes. You let's know? not forget. Where's, uh, where's, 
Where's this game Nakamura being at? I believe he's injured. He's injured, I believe. When did he get um, Because I know his uh, uh, Rick Boogs was injured, and then Shinsuke went off doing some things. But when did he get injured? And then also, let's not forget, they had Braun Breaker and Nikita, Nikita Lyons at uh, yes. a role sitting in the audience. So what's that about? Um, I think Nikita is ready to come up the main roster. I don't think she's 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 doing good on NXT, but she's a she's a star. I'm married. And she's her. ready. I'm, I'm I believe she she comes up. I'm not sure what they're going to have her doing, but she should come up and really do damage on the main roster. She's going to be bigger than ninety five percent of the girls there. I'm I'm married to her in my head. <laughs> We're like, oh man! Really need any more NFT call up at this point in time? Like I don't think we need no more right, at least for a little bit. Come on, I know y'all. I know. I know. I'm not. I know I'm the one that don't watch NFT, but I still want to see some storylines. Stop, stop bringing these folks in. I don't really think I don't think we can call it a call up anymore. I think we, we're doing some some change up of the brands. In my in, in honest opinion, I think they're doing some changing up. Uh, NXT brand. Just go ahead and say NXT is no longer a development. Just make it a brand, and then you don't have to worry about every make that a roster like that. NXT at this point should be just like a ECW was at one point in time and try to get people. Cause people watch it, but I don't watch it. But most of the fans watch. It. So like my biggest thing is when y'all when they bring people from NXT to the to the main roster, they need to start doing promos and stop just letting people show up. Like your boy. Uh, <laughs> Boy, uh, what was the boy? Your boy used wrestling with and pretty in there. What was his name? E EC3. EC3. Yeah. Before he came up, you know, they gave him little promo package. I mean, he they didn't do shit with him when he got there, but give these guys promo packages or some kind of something. But just because somebody show up and I'm supposed to know who it is, I don't watch NXT. Who is this? So they gotta start. <laughs> they gotta start doing the old school. Do the commercials and they'd be like, you know. Carrying across is coming, or you know, somebody's yeah. coming. You know, they they gotta build these characters up more. Don't assume everybody watches it because I don't know who the hell has these folks are. Like Hit Road, that's why they like Hit Road. I'm like, who are these guys? He hip hop, he hip hop folks that don't do nothing, and I ain't seen them do nothing since they've been brought back. What have they done? You can't even lie. You can't even make nothing up. <laughs> I ain't gonna say that because I like Hero. I want to see Hero do more than just be, you know, doing backstage segments. Crime time. I think they might have some beef with Delgado now. You know, since Delgado made their appearance, I don't see Hero letting that that slide. Them getting attacked and then letting that go. But I believe that they're more weld old machine than Hero is. And they're gonna hit them from all directions in that in that match when it does happen. But I can see that NXT is is really getting some life, and I love the NXT call-ups that are getting called up. I would be upset if it was some some horrible people from NXT that didn't know how to wrestle being called up. But Nikita Lyons and Braun Breaker, they are ready. That's why they were on the show. They already. Ron has already wrestled on, on the main stage before. He loves it. He's he's a natural at it. He still needs work on his character, 
but he can be a real threat when and if he does come to main roster very soon. Nikita Lyons is going to put all of the women on the roster on notice. And then we have some people from, from main roster going back to NXT, reestablishing themselves and their characters. We just saw Sonya Deville pop up and help Toxic Attraction against Alba Fire. They did the Shield powerbomb. One on this side, one on this side, and one in the middle. And they powerbombed Alba Fire through a table, the, the Shield style. That was great. Sonya Deville looks great with Toxic Attraction. Not to say that Mandy doesn't, but Mandy is not a great leader. Let's keep it honest. I'm going to be honest with you. But she did good bringing those two girls up. Uh, all of them helped each other out. And Mandy is, is on her way to becoming one of the longest running NXT women's champions. I believe that Mandy Rose should go ahead and come up to main roster and give some of them girls an opportunity to really break out and and, and do something. But and become a, and main roster, what what would you have her do? I would bring Mandy Rose to SmackDown. I wouldn't put her on Raw. If she put Mandy Rose on SmackDown, she would. She first of all, she did better on SmackDown than she did when she went. When she was on SmackDown, she had the Golden Goddess character. And I love that Mandy Rose. I love the Golden Goddess character. But then she got in a few with Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville cut her hair. And then she went to Raw. And then she teamed up with, uh, what's what's your girl name? Lace the 24-7 champion. Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. And so, did nothing. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> that was horrible. She even she even slipped down the WrestleMania stage. You, you, remember, you guys remember that when she was walking down the down the ramp and fell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she looked horrible with Dana Brooke, and then and she started doing all Dana Brooke's moves, and you know I I didn't like it. It was hard. So I was happy when she was able to go back to NXT and then reestablish herself as a great character. Uh, we got Chef coming back in, so. I like how NXT, I like how these NXT characters are coming to main roster because they've already established their character. If they haven't established their character before, I would be upset with them coming in. But I'm familiar with who they are because I, I randomly watch NXT. So I'm kind of familiar with some of some of the characters that are coming to main roster. But you know, fans that haven't seen some of these people like uh a Braun Breaker wrestle or Nikita Lyons wrestle or a, a Grayson Waller and his character and him wrestle. If they haven't seen that, they're going to be in for a treat if they get the same amount of TV time. Now, like I said, with the introduction of all these new people, everybody's going to be fighting for TV time. Everybody. So uh, we will see. Uh, also, fellas, on the Monday Night Raw, we had DX's 25th anniversary the road dog Jesse James the badass Billy Gunn was not there but he was, no. <laughs> he was you had Triple H you also had the great Shawn Michaels and the notorious X-Pac mm -hmm. 
who probably smoked the whole pound of weed before he went up there because he got in, in the ring and Triple H was like, something smells funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then the he other guy was like, yeah, something smells good to me. <laughs> he probably smoked so, Man. But it it was great seeing DX, man. I really felt like a kid again, man. I felt like I was uh, I was a teenager. I say teenager, you know, because I remember watching DX early on. But they came out in the in the uh, with the tank. It wasn't a, quite a tank. It's like a a Humvee with a with a, a big ass bazooka on it. <laughs> but they came out in that man, and I just I got all in my feels, man. I felt like a kid again. And I love seeing those guys and how their dynamic and their energy is. And I want to see more groups like that. Uh, all of these new factions that are popping up. I want to see some type of dynamic like that. You know. But DX, I feel good watching them. Let me let me hear what you guys have to say. Chef, what did you feel when you saw DX and, and how you feel about their 21st anniversary? <laughs> I felt old as hell. <laughs> <laughs> looking at them I was like wow look at how they just wow X-Pot look like a six pack like he's like a little pig right there <laughs> a beer <laughs> road dog like an old pit bull like he about to just pass out in the middle of the thing Shawn Michaels just he ain't the sexy boy no more he's an old like one of the old perverts <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saying. yeah, man. Uh, LP, what you think about DX and that 25th anniversary? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm about like that. It, it did make me feel old, but uh, it was, it was, it was funny. I'm, I'm glad they didn't take too much time. They did it at the end. They didn't really try to do no long segments or or try to fight nobody. Nobody didn't come out and try to fight them or no kind of mess like that. I think they did a real good job. I don't like the way Corey Gray tried, tried to take a shot at uh, Billy Gunn. I don't know if y'all caught that. Yeah, uh, I caught Corey, that. Yeah, I, I, I ain't appreciated. They should have been like, "Come on, bro!" Like they they respected him for you know even though he wasn't there because he he was with he was with AEW the last time they had a reunion because uh, one time they was in the ring so it ain't like he couldn't have went. I don't know why he didn't go, but whatever. But yeah, I, I didn't like that. I didn't I didn't like that little part. That was unnecessary. But I like the fact that they respected and mentioned him, you know, without nothing negative or simple. Yeah, to give a little uh, to give a little reference to what LP is talking about, if you haven't seen it, uh, Coy Graves, who's an announcer uh, on the WWE product, uh, while DX was in the ring, he gave reference to uh, Billy Gunn is doing something with office equipment these days. <laughs> that was that was the phrase that he uh, said, and I'm, I'm I'm phrasing that loosely. But right now, Billy Gunn is over, man. Yeah. He's as hot as he's ever been. And, and he's in shape. And he's in shape. <laughs> but he's he's with one of the most popular tag teams uh, on the AEW product, the Acclaimed. And uh, if you guys aren't familiar with the Acclaimed, uh, both of these guys are, are top tier uh, talents, but um, they can go, man. And, you know, the antics are very funny. They're very DX-like. They, they wear all pink and ring, and they're very DX-like. Uh, and they have this thing where they ask each other to scissor, scissor me. <laughs> and then they look at Billy Gunn, who's the OG in the game, 
Mr. Ass himself, and says, Caesar me daddy. And they do this little handshake, whatever that is. Uh, but the fans love it. It's over with everybody. And like I said, they're they're one of the, the most talented uh, and most popular uh, tag teams on their division. Somebody, hey, some, somebody in this group beat beat that ass on some on some bull before. He, oh, where, where yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> he did. Somebody, somebody beat that Billy bad ass. You know what's funny? I, I, I beat uh, Billy Gunn the weekend of his Hall of Fame induction, and I was one of the sisters along with Max Caster when we did the Bobby Lashley segment. He was he was one of the sisters. Really? Yes, he was one of the sisters. So he's wow. He's I have to go back and watch well. that. He's doing extremely well since that segment. Very proud of that dude. He was very humble that day. Seeing him doing his thing now, I'm like, I can't wait to see him to see what's up. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, sizzle me, bro. I got you. <laughs> You should have lost uh, that man. You know what? Maybe we can we, maybe we can get him on the show, man. You uh, lost that that man. would be great. <laughs> but um, they they're doing really really well right now. They're really over and and like I said, Billy Gunn is is he's very popular right now. Uh, he's the only one that is still in the ring out of DX. He's the only one that wrestles. I think Xbox does some stuff every once in a while. But uh, I haven't heard anything lately. Uh, Triple H is retired already. Uh, Road Dog ain't, ain't in shape, so he oh. ain't gonna be doing nothing. Road Dog is a hater. He 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 be mad all the time about everything. Road Dog. Yeah, you watch a lot. You watch some of his stuff. He upset. He admitted that he used to hate on hate on the Rock. They used to try to bully the Rock. He apologized to the Rock because he used to be an asshole to the Rock because he was jealous of the Rock being popular. Like yeah, he was. He was mad because AEW wanted to give him a job. He didn't even talk shit about AEW. So yeah, he had old dog a hot mess. Oh man. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like I like some of it, there was always some type of bullying when it comes to the new newer guys. And um let me let me go, let me ask you, Mr. Everything. Have you ever seen a case of some backstage bullying? Uh, it's heard of, but I haven't seen it directly. I have seen some of the craziest stuff on some. <laughs> Let's pull them up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh hey, look, I got to get that clip. <laughs> right on live camera, he's bullying me. You see how I do? You see how I do? Look, I hope, I hope the next meal you make is, is salty. <laughs> I hope, I hope oh. you put sugar in your spaghetti. How about that? <laughs> Man. Let, oh, let me ask you, let me ask you, Mr. Everything. You, you've been in the WWE, uh, WWE ring uh, a few times with a lot of top Tier talent, man. Uh, as we as we just saw, you were <laughs> in the ring as one of Bobby Lashley's sisters. Yeah, and I remember you. Was it Bobby? I think it was Bobby Lashley that destroyed all of you guys. How does it feel to get hit by Bobby Lashley? Uh, the brother's strong. 
the brother is big. Would I get in the ring with him again? Absolutely. Would, it, would I fare pretty good at with him? No. No, <laughs> probably not. I, I, I hit and run. Uh, I think I think I could outlast him if, if I ran him for a little while. I don't think he has the cardio. Um, but not. It's, I don't it's know. He got. He got. He got beats like cardio, man. Him. Him and Brock got the same type of cardio. All right. Well, I'll drop a banana on, on the floor or something. I don't know. Make me slip on. I don't know. Slip on something. Listen. Listen. I'm Mister Everything. Okay. And and let's move on to the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So. uh with that being said, let's go into some of these matches. Uh, and we, every week, we go to one person, and we have to ask Mister Everything, "What was your?" Oh, oh. <laughs> Mister Everything, <laughs> what was your match of the week? <laughs> Oh man, that was hilarious. Uh, I actually have two things I'm going to name match of the week. Of course, we're going to talk about the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium as the match of the week. That match was hard hitting. It was everything we expected. Um, like I said before, I enjoy watching these six men step in the ring and get busy. Um, the finish wasn't so good, in my opinion. I think they got the fans up here. And then they lost them, and then they tried to get them back up, and it just, just couldn't. I think it was at one point where they had them up here. It should have just went ahead to the finish and been done. Um, but that's neither, neither here nor there. In my opinion, as a wrestler, once you get them up here, keep them there, send them home on a high note. Um, them doing the broke kick on uh, the smaller Imperial guy just didn't make sense to me. Um, and it kind of it kind of canceled the story between Sheamus and Gunther, in my opinion. I think if he didn't pin Gunther, it'd get one more opportunity at the title. Um, and then the other thing I'm going to name as match of the week is Paul Heyman putting Logan Paul in his place. A SmackDown last week, that right there had me rolling on the floor. Thank you, Paul Heyman. I love listening to that man talk. If nobody's ever heard Paul Heyman do a promo before, you are missing out on life. <laughs> I question your judgment and everything that you do. I think you should look both ways and behind you before crossing the streets. And you think two plus two equals cat. That's my opinion. <laughs> but Paul Heyman really got into the man and, and Logan Paul had nothing to say like i really felt like he had a really good promo in his head until paul Heyman said what he said and then that was it it was nothing else i did like the fact that he did kind of put a little bird on roman reigns shoulder about jay being head of the table or the tribal chief i did like that little wedge in there but other than that that would be my two matches of the week all right uh, yeah, that that Paul Heyman segment was uh, was amazing, man. He, I think you're right. I think he uh, he put him to shame. He couldn't say anything. I think he really, I think he really had some things that he wanted to say. And then 
he alluded to Jay Uso being the head of the table instead of Roman Reigns. Uh, that fought, that forced Roman to kind of address Jay in a weird type of way, mm-hmm. where he was like, "I know you're not claiming to be the head of the table." And then Sami Zayn, the national treasure that he is, interjected himself and said, "Hey, we're all a family here. We're all a team. We need to be pointing all of our energy to." Logan Paul. Uh, Sammy did a great job of transitioning that to the point where Roman Reigns made Sammy Zayn the manager of of Jay Uso's anger. <laughs> that was different. He's like, you know what? He is a hothead. He was talking about Jay Uso. He said, yeah, Jay Uso is a hothead. We've been dealing with it all our life. I'm not going to deal with it no more. Sammy, that's your job. Everybody looked befuddled. (laughs) Uh, But that was something that was really great because it's sowing seeds that something is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know we've talked about a couple of things of what might happen within the bloodline. I don't want to see the bloodline break up right now. But just in general... I thought that was a great segment and that the storyline of the bloodline is such a great storyline that it's been going on for two years. This storyline has been going on for two years. Um, So I thought that was a, I thought that was a really great segment. I I agree with you, Mr. Everything. Uh, That was a, that was a really great, uh, moment in time in the ring. But I have to go to the genie of the best damn wrestling podcast and ask Mr. LP, what was your best damn moment? All right, I think there is only one moment that anybody knows that was the best moment. Actually, this was the best moment in years and the best return I have ever seen in my life. And I want to I want to actually say this was better than some of the Undertaker's returns was the way they did Bray Wyatt's return. You you could easily be like, oh, he's talking crazy. Show me an Undertaker return. <laughs> Show me an Undertaker return for you can pay for this week. Show me an Undertaker oh. that was more dramatic and, and like <laughs> like that intro. I'm it may be controversial, but I'm gonna say it. So you gotta look at you gotta look at the drama of what they did. Everybody knew it was happening. Like it was no surprise. So when right. you got something where everybody knew it was gonna happen, how can we still make it a fight? They just didn't have them pop up. The whole world in his hand, that music dropped from oh. the spotlights, from the fake from the from the from the whoever had the fiend mask on, people thinking that was him and it won't. And then you see his new mask and the crowd. Mm-hmm. His face, even though they messed up a little bit when he blew out the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I do, I, I like shows. So I, that one little part when he blew out the camp, the blew out the land, and they kind of messed it up for like a half a second. But everything <laughs> was perfect. I challenge anybody to find me an Undertaker return that was better than that. Until then, that is the greatest return of a wrestler of all time to me. What about the if you, if you disagree, huh? What about the one when he came back with the Johnny Cash music? That was good, but I don't think it was better. 
I'm gonna go back and watch it first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. I'm gonna go back and watch it. But I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, the Undertaker probably has the best, but we can we definitely cannot argue that that is the best return in years. The only person you can come close to saying might be better is the Undertaker. You can't put nobody else close to that. You wouldn't put Edge's return as a good return when he came ret- when he returned back to wrestling. What I was talking about for the Royal Rumble? No, yeah. When Edge, Edge first came back after I his was, uh, his surgery, I mean, after uh, his nine years absence, I was shocked and I was hyped. But it's not better than that, man. You got it. That that was like well, that's like about five minutes, and you ne- and you never got bored waiting to see what was going to happen. Like yeah. whoever wrote that. Yeah, I mean it was it was brilliant. It was brilliant writing. It was a brilliant performance. Uh, I liked how they did put everything together. It was super creepy. It made you really feel like you were a part of a horror movie, <laughs> and you had no idea what was going to happen. Uh, you're right. That might go down as one of the best returns in WWE history. I, I dare say that Edge's return still is up there. But yeah, you're right. They like. They, yeah, they neck and neck because Edge's return has so much significance. You know, yeah. that's like the ultimate call, comeback story. Ain't no, ain't no comeback story bigger than Edge's comeback story. But the Bray Wyatt thing was so uh, cinematic. It was, it was, it was really great to watch. It made you immersed into what was happening. It was a lot going on, and you're right. It was a long segment. It was about a good five minutes, um, and the way that they did it right after the Seth Rollins versus uh, Matt Riddle fight, it was it was just perfect timing, man. I, I don't think anybody we were kind of expecting it, but after it didn't happen the whole entire night, we didn't know it was going to happen. They even showed they even showed the logo like it is like the show's about to go off. You really caught it. So they really was like, because I was about to say, are you freaking serious? And then I was like, oh, see, that, that was that was another, that was another. Would you put Edge return over CM Punk's? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I would. Because I, I, didn't, I, didn't see, I didn't see grown men crying. Grown men was crying in tears when CM Punk came back. So ah, that's hard. You know what? They had the edge guy. He was like, yes. You know, he did. did, You remember uh, what was it? Um, The five heartbeats (laughs) when when the mama was in the in the in the stands, and she was like, yeah, yeah. He had (laughs) he had a edge had a great return, and like I said, he had the ultimate he had the ultimate comeback story. And I, that's why I put edges so high. And you could feel the energy of everybody. I mean, that was, but Bray Wise, yeah, I mean, his was a lot more cinematic, just to be honest. Uh, but both returns were really great. I don't know, I gotta put them neck and neck. But I was super excited, man, when when uh, Bray Wyatt came back because Bray Wyatt is one of my favorite, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. He has one of the best characters other than The Undertaker. <coughs> He has one of the best characters under the Undertaker. So I'm excited where Bray Wyatt goes. I don't see him fighting for no mid belts at all. He got to go for Roman. He got, I mean, you ain't got no choice. Can Roman beat Bray Wyatt? No. 
Hey, Bray Wyatt bring these six people in. Yeah. Roman's gonna have some trouble. Actually, Roman ain't got to worry about it because you remember I said that the bloodline's gonna start breaking up. They have lost two matches in a row because of Sammy and Jay. They lost last week and then they lost Monday. Sammy lost Monday, which Roman told him to make sure he won. It's coming. That breakup, that breakup is coming. Sammy yeah. versus Jay. One person stays. <laughs> I don't I don't want to see that happen. But real quick, we have to mention one more return. Do you guys know who it is? Are uh, you talking about uh, Way Bear on uh, announcement? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Okay, we're going to get into the, the announcement things real quick. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that right after I, I say this little point. But Elias is returning. Wait, I'm excited this. about Elias returning. Well, I don't know what happened to Ezekiel. Elrod ain't never show up. But Elias is that man. I'm excited oh. to see what Elias says and what he does. When, they, uh, when, did, when, when did that happen? Oh, he coming. Well, he ain't came back. He's yet. coming. He hasn't returned yet. But okay. he's coming. They announced that his return, I believe it was on Monday Night Raw. Hey, Elias was over. He was over. Super over. I don't even know what happened. I don't know if he got injured or if he just decided to leave and take a break for a second. But Elias was one of, you know, when he was on the roster wrestling full time as Elias, man, he was super over. And he just so happened, even though a lot of people didn't understand it, but a lot of people, uh, I'm sorry, but he was able to get Ezekiel, the Ezekiel character over. As a baby face, no which is amazing because <laughs> Ezekiel should not work. <laughs> the whole Ezekiel character should not have worked, but he was able to get it over, man. So Elias is a great heel, man, and I'm I'm gonna see it. I'm excited to see uh, what they do with this Elias character. Um, so fellas. I'm not sure if everyone has eaten something. I know I'm a little hungry right now. Uh, <laughs> and we got to ask Chef Showtime. He look like he ain't made nothing. He look like he ain't made nothing. He look like he just... <laughs> he look like he warmed up a Hot Pocket <laughs> for, for his meal. He won't, he won't, but you were going to keep going. Man, listen, I'm going to still do it. I don't care if you made a bowl of cereal, Chef. But we got to ask. Chef Showtime. <laughs> what was your best damn recipe? So, oodles and noodles. <laughs> Some potted meat sandwiches. All right, let's go, Chef. <laughs> I can't, we can't hear you. Oh, you know, turn his mic off. <laughs> He's trying to sabotage himself. Look, good. <laughs> nah, this week been real hectic, you know, from training for my job and all that. I didn't make nothing. I was depressed because I didn't cook. But next week, it's going to be double the trouble. I promise you that. Double the trouble. All right. So, best damn nation. 
um, Chef will post two recipes for you. Uh, more than likely, it's going to be an entree and a dessert for you. Uh -huh. So if you would like to see what Chef Showtime makes, go to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast Facebook page or the Facebook group and get that recipe. Uh, Phelps, it's been a great show. Uh, I know we talked about a whole lot of a whole lot. And I appreciate you guys. Uh, let's go around the table and let the people know what you got coming up. LP. All Where right, people now, find you and what you got going on? Right now, just uh, doing photography like normal. You know, so, so I got a couple events coming up. I ain't ready to be put out there yet. But right now, just, just a regular photography. Trying to get that bread. All right. And where can the people find you? Uh, the best way is uh, Instagram on one click photography shoot. Um, I actually got a TikTok too. I think, I think it's one click tick, one click talk. I don't even know. I might remember for next Friday. I mean, not next Friday, next show. <laughs> but I, but IG is the best way to reach me. Majority of the time, people reach me on IG. All right, all right. Uh, Mister Everything, what you got going on, and where can the people find you? Ah, man, this weekend I'm going to be in Tennessee doing a benefit show. Uh, one of the guys passed away, one of the wrestlers. So we're doing a benefit show for his family. Uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, not next show, but the show after, the 26th, I won't be here. I got something special going on that day, so I won't be here. But when I return the following week, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll be able to talk about it, see what we had going on. Trust me. You're not going to want to miss that show. You want to miss any show, but you're not going to want to miss that show. Um, and then they, they can follow me on my website. I, I do believe it's still up. I do believe it's still active. <laughs> I got to check on it. www.dvictorandrews.com. That's www.thevictorandrews.com. Or just go to my Instagram, official underscore Mr. Everything. Well, I thought I thought I was in preschool for a second. You were just saying letters A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Well, <laughs> 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 oh man, uh, Chef Showtime, uh, what you got going on, and where can the people find you? Uh, really, I got no, I got nothing going on this week, but a little training at work. They can find me on TikTok at Showtime. Then you can find me on. Uh, Facebook as Dante Carter or Chef Dante's Kitchen. You can find me on Instagram at Chef Showtime. All right. Uh, and my name is Brian Renegade. You can follow me on all platforms at Brian Renegade. Uh, and if you want to check out what me and my old lady got going on, we do restaurant reviews. We cook. We uh, have a, another podcast called Ain't That Autism that is coming up. We're talking about uh, the stigmas around autism and giving you some solutions that you can use for your friends and your family members who have autism or disabilities. So you can go and check us out there uh, or you can go on Facebook and uh, follow Renegade and Rio show. And other than that, uh, that's pretty much it. I'm down in Carolina right now. 
Uh, hopefully, at some time within the next week or so, I get to see y'all fellas. You know what I'm saying? I know you're about to go to you're, Tennessee. Wait, 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 wait. You're in North Carolina? Yeah, currently right now. Yeah. And, and you ain't say nothing to the, to the best damn crew? Everybody I, I, let you, I, I let y'all same, know. Same. I let y'all know. Same. Same. What, yeah, what y'all do? Y'all want to go to the fair together? Y'all want to get some turkey legs and some, and, and, and some corn? <laughs> huh? A photo cake or two? Yeah, let's go. To we, we can we can hang out, fellas. Hey, look, and if y'all want to do the next show live together, we can do that. Y'all just got to come to Raleigh. I'm in Raleigh. Yeah, okay. LP got the 45 minute drive. I'm in Raleigh. I'm used to it. <laughs> Where's Chef? Right. Where's Chef live? Uh, he in Phoenix. Oh, well, he got to take a flight then. He got to take a flight down. <laughs> But he'll, he'll like you down here, you know what I'm saying? You'll be able to breathe and have allergies at the same time, Chef, so it's great. It's great. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, fellas, hopefully we can get up, man. Uh, I know everybody is super busy, but yeah, if we can get up and uh, possibly do the next show live, man, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. But we will let you guys know. Best damn nation. Um, and beautiful people, if you want to follow all of our platforms uh you can follow us on instagram at the best damn wrestling podcast you can follow us on facebook page at best damn wrestling you can follow our facebook group at the bd wrestling podcast you can follow us on twitter at best damn crew and you can follow us on twitch at the best damn wrestling podcast and if you want to join the best damn nation beautiful people uh, you can go to our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast. Uh, and if you on Radio Land, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, you can listen to your boys in every episode of the best damn wrestling podcast. Uh, we're worldwide, people. So go ahead and download and listen to us, or you can watch us on YouTube, or you can watch this playback on Facebook and get your boys some love. You understand what I'm saying? Fellas, I enjoyed this show. Beautiful people, we will see you next week, next Wednesday at 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Or the next best day wrestling podcast and we out <laughs> fellas i'll check y'all out next week all right all right <laughs>